We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 195 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. How you doing, Bruce? Healthy and alive. Doing well. I'm glad to hear that. We got a lot to discuss today, and we are going to get into that in just a moment, especially down on the U.S. southern border. But before we get started, I would like to take a moment to remind our listeners that we did take a big risk when we started all of this. And we are not backed by fake corporate dollars that push fake agendas that make everyone hate each other. So if you are interested in supporting the work that we do, and we would greatly appreciate your support, you can now subscribe to us with our now active subscription service. Benefits include access to our instant messaging platform for direct communication to us, along with early access to upcoming and sometimes unpublished podcasts, as well as exclusive access to behind the scenes uncensored prep sessions where we talk about things that sometimes don't make it to the final product, which you're hearing now. So if you want to take part in this fight with us, if you want to support a team that's willing to do the real research and not give you fake nonsense for talking points, if you want to say screw you to the mainstream media like CNN, Fox News, BBC, Sky News, and MSNBC, then the link is in the program description down below where you can come on board with us and take advantage of these benefits that are offering to you. And by doing so, you will support our work and the research that goes along with that work. And together we can take the fight to the doorsteps of these frauds that are on the television, in the news media, and the talking heads on the international stage. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, together we can take action as subscriptions start at just $5 per month. Are you still unsure of what you're getting? We now offer a 30-day free trial, which includes unlimited access to all features and content. Again, the link is in the program description down below. Bruce, you want to start with the border? Yeah, that's a, that's right. a good place. That is a good place. We mm -hmm. have actually, you know what? Let's not go to the border just yet because that's, that's bad enough. Let's go to Article 99 of the United Nations. Uh, yes. Yes, we, we've got to go there because that is historic. It's it's groundbreaking. The United Nations, for the first time in their history, have invoked Article 99 because of the Israel and uh, Gaza uh, conflict. And mm. this was what was said at the podium a couple of hours ago at time of recording. Given the scale of the loss of human life in Gaza and in Israel in such a short amount of time, the Secretary General has today delivered a letter to the President of the Security Council invoking Article 99 of the Charter of the United Nations. This is the first time that Antonio Guterres has done this since he became Secretary General in 2017. Article 99 states, and I quote, that the Secretary General may bring to the attention of the Security Council 
any matter in his opinion that may threaten the maintenance of international peace and security. In the letter, which has been shared with you, the Secretary General urges the members of the Security Council to press to avert a humanitarian catastrophe, and he appeals for a humanitarian ceasefire to be declared. Where, where, where was uh, this Article 99 between Russia and Ukraine? There's been more loss of life there than this uh, Hamas has lost. It, 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 I, it's not Israel fighting uh, Gaza, just, just for clarification, it's Israel fighting Hamas and Hezbollah. But it's not um, an actual military conflict. As I mm. as I said before, this is this is like a, a ragtag group of thugs on the, the Palestinian side because they're not an actual organized military. I'm just I'm just saying that because it's not in my opinion, that's not an actual quote war because you don't have a military fighting a military. And the IDF, I look at them as uh, they are paramilitary. There, there is no doubt about that. But I look at them as more of like just a, a security force more than anything else. I, I don't look at them as like an actual full-blown uh, military outlet, even though they have all that equipment and everything. But given the the circumstances that they live under, I understand it. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty. I, I I think that's fair. It's interesting though why they're calling this article up now. Why are they bringing it up now? It just seems anti-Semitics are going to anti-Semitic. Is 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 kind of what I, I I think is going on here. You have a nation that is legitimately defending itself. Let's not forget. 9-11, we had a similar incident. And what did we do? We went to war for the next, like, what, 15 years or something like that? 20. Well, actually, we're still, well, I think yeah, we're well, still, I'm looking down at my watch. I think we're still at it. Well, that's, that's true. We are technically still in the Middle East. Uh, so uh, we, we've been at war since then. I mean, and we're going to tell Israel that um, you guys are just attacked and wait, you, you can't do anything about it. Nah. I also think that this plays in uh, China's favor, to be fair, because this would now push and he didn't say it there in that, but this would push for the Security Council to act. And that means that who holds permanent seats on the U.N. Security Council? Russia and China, both. Anybody that's a nuclear superpower or anybody that's a mm -hmm. nuclear power holds seats on the Security Council. So that's going to put China at the forefront. And I was telling you in prep that uh, if you're China, then you if you're if you're looking to make a play, then you need to have the U.N. Security Council under your thumb before you make that move. And this will give China that advantage, in my opinion. Yeah, it definitely seems like it'll it'll work in their favor. Uh, it just again, I'm I'm why now? Why all of a sudden now? It's, well, and we've had other instances of you know atrocities like this happen, and you're just now pulling it out for the first time. I think now, yes, I, I think now is 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 right because the, from their perspective, from China's perspective, now is right because they need to be shown or they need they need to show rather. We know that they're not. But those of us that are paying attention, they need to show the world that they are legitimate. So they need to show that they are willing to step up and be a voice of reason and a voice of peace when, in fact, the mask is is already been ripped off. It's too late for that. So there's a horrible totalitarian communist dictatorship behind everything. It's the Chinese Communist Party, for God's sake. Yeah, but because of academia today, uh, communist isn't a bad word anymore. Correct. Um, yeah. So, but the, if they're going to make a play I, I to be still... a hegemon, then they've got to move. They have to move now. As in, they they've got to be a voice of reason. So I, I'm torn on this one because um, for me as an American, I know peace, security, those kind of things 
doesn't come without a price. You can't just say, we're going to have a ceasefire and everybody's going to get along. No, uh, especially when it comes to Middle Eastern countries like this, um, terrorist organizations, you, you don't just make peace with them. You bludgeon them so badly that the only choice they have is to relent and to just, oh, okay, uncle, uh, otherwise you're going to crush them. I mean, that is how you do it. Um, peace with these countries is not, uh, not even really countries, organizations, I guess countries because of Iran and Russia, but you, you, you can't just say we're going to do a peace treaty because as we've said before, you do a peace treaty with them and they will just build up arms and then break the peace treaty when they see fit and attack you again. So uh, peace comes through violence. And speaking of which, I suppose this is a good time to move over. Uh, the Biden administration has has warned uh, this Christopher Ray, the FBI uh, director. He's, he says that um, they are warning of high terror threats. Uh, they, they say that they see blinking red lights everywhere. Have you looked at the southern border, Mr. Director? Have you taken a look down there? I, I so I read articles about um, what they were doing to the uh, conservative Catholics, you know, the. Uh, and then he's literally, he's saying this, it kind of, it, it didn't. So to us, the blinking red lights are, hello, the border. Hello. We've got uh, Chinese nationals coming across. We've got terrorists. We've got, you know, the human trafficking problem, the fentanyl problem. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a lot of red lights, but it, it was interesting that literally they, they were literally interrogating priests and, uh, parishioners and whatnot. They're going after the wrong people. Uh, they're saying there's blinking red lights and they're going after conservatives, not not the terrorists among us, not 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 the the, the criminals or or um, the community terrorists and drug dealers, you know, with the fentanyl and everything. Um, they're not going after them. They're, they're going after Christian conservatives, specifically those that attend the Latin mass. If you remember Senator Josh yeah. Hawley questioning Merrick Garland and you heard Secretary Garland, he said he was just he was appalled. He was he was appalled at the fact that the FBI would would do such a thing. And he was going to look into that and, and he was going to get to the bottom of it. And he hasn't gotten to anything of it, I don't think. But he said he was going to. Yeah, he's probably gotten uh, to the bottom of a ice cream sundae there with Biden. Um, Possibly. He yeah. hasn't gotten to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Blinking but red knew. lights everywhere. Yeah, we we knew. It, what, did he specify what uh, the blinking lights are? Uh, no, but I can. Uh, this would be a a blinking red light uh, right here. <laughs> All of these Chinese nationals that are on our U.S. southern border. One thing to note uh, of the Bruce, you see how they're standing there. <laughs> One thing yeah. to note: you might want to tell the listener what you're seeing there on screen. Yeah, they're standing. Well, for uh, common layman terms, they're standing at ease. Legs are uh, spread apart. Hands behind their back. Uh, yeah, it, uh, looks like they have a little bit of military training in them and just a little bit of all men, except for like four. But, well, you see, there's, there's, there's three more right there. You see that right there. You see that there, there's a few more right there. Now, that aren't don't, Chinese nationals. Do not, they're not Chinese nationals, but then, and those are starving people. You see that, you see that right there, mm. Bruce, you see that, you see what I'm pointing see, at right there. That's starving right there. <laughs> That, that they, big old beer must, belly hanging over that, that that it must be all the the parasites in their water and everything and that's just making them bloated that it, they're starting it could be mm. it could be yeah absolutely it mm. could be um and it, to be honest with you bruce when's the last time you saw a starving person with a hugo boss shirt on <laughs> that's true that, that's true i mean i can tell you that that shirt is not cheap mm. 
Well, it, it, being as he comes from the country where it's manufactured, he probably got it. It could be. <laughs> it could be. That is entirely possible. Yeah. Or it could be fake. Yeah. Coming from, you know, Latin America, you know, one of those the, back alley yeah. uh, knockoff places like the fake Louis Vuitton bags and, and yeah. all the rest of it. Could be that too. But yeah. now we're dealing with, uh, according to a report today out of um, out of Fox, and I hate to hate to quote them, but the numbers, I actually heard this number this morning, and I told you about it before this headline dropped. I heard this morning from somebody that they are dealing with over 12,000, I'll say that again, over 12,000 illegal crossings in the United States per day. 12,000. That's not sustainable. And if you look at these individuals, okay, this, like I said, I believe that this is on the Mexico side because you can see how the slats are, are facing the other way. But if you look at this, those people, those are not Latin Americans, not any of them. There might be one or two mixed in there somewhere, but these people look like they are from sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah. My, my first question is, is how, how, how did you get here? Um, how did the Chinese get here? Because hmm. last I checked, uh, China... Mexico, I don't think they border each other, do they? No. No. No, no there's, there's, there's a, a little there's a small body, body of water, water in, there. in between yeah. there and yet. Well, no, you said yeah, yeah. that's a small body, small body of well, water in there. It's a lake in yeah. there somewhere, you know, separating yeah. the yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a stream. Yeah. Twelve thousand a day. That's not sustainable. Just looking at that on screen, that's not sustainable. This wasn't sustainable twenty some years ago. I mean no. the 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 statistics that we were hearing years ago that they've been quoting over and over without changing, even though the numbers have been increasing, it wasn't sustainable then. And it, it just, no. But I mean, hey, we, we, we've got uh, problems with like car thefts and we got problems with uh, rioting and, um, you know, mass burglaries and those kind of things, drugs, human trafficking, rape, murder. I mean, it, we, we have problems with those and, and it, they, they haven't been on the uptick or anything, right? They, ha they haven't no. been increasing. There hasn't been no. more problems, has there? No. No, there hasn't not. been so, any no, of that. And, and that would not, none of what you just mentioned, none of the aforementioned, none of that is a red blinking light, I don't think. No, no, I don't, I don't think so either. No, th those aren't the looting, red blinking you know, lights. The, the looting, I, mm. I actually, I saw a video the other day. I, I'm, I'm not going to go back and try and dig it out, but because it, it was only like 30 seconds and it was literally that it was 30 seconds and it was, um, I want to say it was either in New York or Los Angeles or or one of those places. I think it was, it was one or the other. A gang of youths, because that's how it was described, youths, went in, all masked up, black balaclava and all the rest of it, into a Louis Vuitton store, $250,000 worth of merchandise in less than a minute and out the door. Yep. Um, and that's not a blinking red light? No. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, I've seen that San Francisco is trying to crack down a little bit on their problems they're having there. It kind of fits in with this. They decided to start prosecuting and arresting for car burglaries. Now, San Francisco, the San car Francisco. burglary capital of the United States. And wouldn't you know it, they started doing that. They started at least arresting for car theft. And wouldn't you know it, car theft is down. Car theft, not car break-ins. Well, so so grand theft. All the, all the above, both the above, both. Uh, Sorry, okay. that, that was my misspeak. It was it was <laughs> I saw, both. I saw a video of this guy. It was it was somebody taking it on their cell phone, just walking down the street. There was a bum that was walking down. I think it was like Lombard or Van Ness or something. One of those roads you go towards the Golden Gate Bridge, and he had like a uh, like one of those aluminum fence posts that were up on his shoulder, like a like a Louisville Slugger, and he was just going down the row of cars that were parked on the side of the street, just 
swinging and knocking out a window and looking inside and just going to the next one and swinging and knocking out a window and looking inside. <laughs> I mean, there's no repercussions for what he's no. doing. So why not? You no, know? there's nothing. So why not? <laughs> so so now apparently they're they're arresting at least uh, for that. Now, they're not necessarily charging. There, there has been an increase in prosecutions in that area, but it's not it's not to the level it should be. So what are they just like? They're arresting. OK, fine. They're not putting them in jail because they don't have the, the space in the jail. So they're just what? Kicking them a sum, you know, giving them a summons and kicking them loose. I, you know, show I up guess, in court. I don't know. And then when they show up, the, the, the DA just says, yeah, sorry that we, you know, we can't do anything about that. I'm, just to save know, face and, and show statistics <laughs> to the public or what? I don't know. You would think if they started arresting for it, it would it would attract more. Right. You would have an increase. But um, no, apparently it's my my actually uh, truthfully, my assumption is this. People stop reporting it. So, of course, the numbers down because people are just they know law enforcement isn't going to do anything. Even if law enforcement does do something, prosecutors won't do anything. They're not going to prison. So why, why bother? Um, it take matters into your own hands. As, as we talked about uh, before, uh, actually, I don't know. Has that one aired yet where we talked about firearm sales being? Yes. That okay. was last week. Yeah. That was last week. Okay. I, don't, I didn't remember if it was a tech one or a... Yeah, anyway. It could have been. Um, I don't, you know how it is. <laughs> These things all run yeah. together. We all they, they we do together. them at different times when we can, and then they go out at a certain time. So Yeah. Uh, so anyway, anyway the, the firearm sales over uh, Black Friday, um, that honestly, uh, that's what people are starting to do. Uh, law enforcement isn't doing it. So you got to do what you got to do to protect yourself. There have been several getting back to the border because this is going to cause a, an uptick in crime, as you say. So this is going to play into it. Um, the federal there has been a, a number of federal agents that have spoke under conditions of anonymity. And I don't blame them because if they do speak out, they're going to lose their jobs. So they will speak under conditions of anonymity. They say that they are, quote, um, stuck babysitting instead of stopping criminals. And I, I don't disagree with that. This is a quote from one that spoke, one Border Patrol agent that spoke under conditions of an anonymity. He said that they are essentially babysitting all day. They're helping with the transport of illegal immigrants and security of, of the overflow area, which is what you and I just saw. That was the overflow area. Absolutely nothing related to HSI work, 100% babysitting. That's all they're doing. They're normally tasked, the HSI agents are normally tasked with criminal and civil investigations involving national security threats, terrorism, drug smuggling, child exploitation, human trafficking, illegal arms export, financial crimes, identity fraud, benefit fraud, and commercial fraud. That's according to the Department of Homeland Security. But they're too busy doing other things. They're playing babysitter to worry about any of that. I mean, those other crimes are no big deal, right? Uh, it's just no. No, it, it doesn't. I mean, we should be babysitting. No, yeah, we should be babysitting because where's your heart? Yeah, Where, where's yeah. your heart for all those starving mm -hmm. women and children? You see all the starving women mm -hmm. and children on all that? Yeah, you yeah. see that? Yeah. And those those other crimes that you listed there, those they do those crimes because they just needed some bread. That's true. Yeah, they, they just yeah. They needed they need to feed feed themselves. I, yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. They're starving. You know, they're starving. You yeah. see the, the, the beer bellies, they're starving. And the yeah. Hugo Boss shirts and the gold chains mm. and the and the, the smartphones, you know, they're they're starving. Um, yeah. Do you remember when Xi visited China or visited from China, visited uh, San Francisco last mm. week? The yeah. Border Patrol that day actually in, in California actually seized $30 million in heroin that they found that came from China. Mm. On that day that she was in San Francisco, don't you think that should have made the news somewhere? You, you, you would think, yeah. You would think, yeah. Mm. Normally that would have in any other, like 20 years ago. Yes, yeah, it certainly would. Anyway, that is what's going on on the border. Now, 
on over to the current administration. Joe Biden has said that, you know what, we might have to send American troops to fight Russians in Europe if Congress stands by and allows Ukraine to fall. See, so Congress is going to allow it to fall. Yes. Is that how it's, yeah, that, is that yeah, how it's going to because, go? Because so what's happening is Congress is basically saying we're not sending any more money to Ukraine unless we send money to Israel as well. Uh, and now that that was the original stance. Now they're also saying unless we get border security. Um, so I'm OK. Uh, great. You're making a stance. That's great. How about we don't send money to either country and secure the border? How about that? Can we do that? That, that would be much better use of our money than to sending it to other nations that don't need it. Ukraine does not need it. Um, you're, you're creating another dictatorship with Zelensky in place, who we don't even know which side he's on, uh, to be fair. And then uh, Israel, they've already got hardware. We've already been helping them for a long time. They're good. They, they, they got this. We just need to let them go, let them do their thing. Um, but well, what we should we be should doing. Be, what we should, we should be getting be the doing. hostages out as well. But. Yeah, well, we should be getting the hostages out when, when it comes to Gaza. Yeah, I did read today that the Israelis, according to some sources, it's not actually confirmed. I've heard, I heard unconfirmed reports this morning that the Israelis are pumping seawater into the tunnel system in Gaza. That could be a, a solution to that, but we don't know if they've got hostages down there. Maybe, you know, intelligence services know if they've got them down there, but... Anyway, uh, that is one thing that they're doing. That's one tactic that they're that they're taking. Now, what we should be doing, and I believe that we are doing it, at least not officially. That's my opinion based on the movements that I see here where I am. And that is we should be reinforcing our position in Europe. That's what we should be doing. Now, if we're going to send a little bit to Ukraine, what we've been sending, I am not opposed to because a lot of what we've been sending has been, and I'm not talking about the cash, that's something else. That's another red herring in and of itself. We can actually have a discussion about that maybe at a later time, because that's, God only knows. We can't track where, where the cash is actually going. But I, I don't really have a problem with what we have been sending to Ukraine, because largely, these are things that we're going to destroy anyway, and it's going to cost us more to destroy them than what it would be for us to give them. So I'm not opposed to that. We're giving them Cold War era stuff that's just been mothballed that we're going to have to just tear apart and it's going to cost us more money. So I'm not opposed to that, to that extent. The ammunition, the shells that we've been giving them, the artillery shells and and uh, the um, uh, surface to air missiles, the SAM systems we've been giving them, that's old stuff, again, that we were just going to destroy. So I don't have a problem with that. If they're, if they're uh, dealing with the Russians that invaded their country and they need some extra ammunition, fine. I have no issue with that. But what we should be doing when it comes to new arms manufacturer and new hardware manufacturer, we should be reinforcing our allies in Europe. That's what we should be doing, because what is Russia's play if they break through Ukraine? They are going to be toe to toe with a NATO country, and we should be prepared for that. And we are not. I don't disagree there. The thing is, though, it goes back to the argument of would we be in this situation had... Um the most popular president in American history been voted in. As much no. as I dislike the, the guy that uh, would have won in his uh, place, given what he did uh, with COVID-19 and whatnot, uh, I think we would be in a better place right now than we currently are. Personally, I think that Biden is dragging his feet. Everybody in the, in the administration are dragging their feet on purpose, because as yep. we know, they have been in pocket with Russia and China for decades. Look at where Joe Biden came from to begin with. Who put him in the Senate? Arm and Hammer. 
If you don't believe that, go back and look at it. His trip to the Soviet Union that was exposed by Vladimir Bukovsky when he defected to the West. And he said when he got the when he stole the documents from the archives in the Kremlin, they didn't know what he was doing when he walked out with all these documents because he had a laptop and nobody had ever seen a laptop and he was scanning everything. <laughs> they didn't know what he was doing. They were more interested in what the piece of technology was than what he was actually doing with it. And he was scanning in the 90s. He was scanning all those documents. And one of the documents he got out of there, you can actually go to the Bukowski archives online and you can read this yourself. Biden took a special envoy of senators over to the Soviet Union in, I believe it was in 79, and said, look, I've got to criticize you publicly, but I'm really okay with what you're doing here. I'm on board with you. We didn't know that until 20 years, almost 20 years later, when the Soviet Union, quote, collapsed. He's been in the back pocket of Moscow and Beijing ever since. So he is he is wholly compromised. If you don't believe that, look at the laptop. There are copies of it out there. You can go and see it for yourself. They're still debating the laptop. Ray even said under oath in Congress, he said, look, um, we couldn't do anything with the laptop because it was an election season. Excuse me. That's when you were supposed to do something with it, you jackass. That's why it was released. Or uh, not even it's irrelevant to what season it is. It doesn't matter. You should be. Yeah, exactly. This is this is breaking the law. You should be investigating it, period. And then the fact that it's a politician uh, should mean you're doubling down and doing it even more diligently. A politician that is running for the highest office in the land who has the ability to be the commander in chief and have access to our nuclear launch codes. And you couldn't do anything because it was an election season. I'd have him fired immediately. Oh, but they, they, they can't do that because of the whole whatever the freaking. Yeah, right. He's protected or whatever the yes, union yes, thing. Yes, 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 of course. Yeah, I got your government union right here. You can see the gesture that yeah, I'm making. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I got your government union. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right, Bruce. Uh, speaking of China, China is um, <laughs> they're setting up. Well, you see, it's a it's not a blockade, but it's a blockade that's. Uh, di um, dispersed and scattered <laughs> is what they're saying. Well, no, it's, that's not a blockade. No, there, there's there's nothing. We're supposed to be doing something, I think, in the Philippines, some kind of um, exercises or something coming up pretty soon. And the Chinese have said, um, yeah, our merchant marine fleet, they're, they're down there on a very important assignment and they're, they're fishing, you see. Uh, so yeah. they cannot... They cannot be disturbed. So they're, they're going to be down there. And it's just a shame. It's an awful shame that you're going to be doing some exercise. Bruce, does this look like a does this look like fishing to you? Are they, are they fishing? This is what's going on in the, quote, South China Sea, which China considers basically, I think, mm. the Pacific is the South China Sea. But they've got 135 merchant marine ships out there. I, again, they, they're just fishing. You see that? Mm. That's, yeah. You see that? Those are they're, fishing trawlers that... Uh... And I need to be re-educated on what a fishing trawler is because those don't look like they're out there fishing. Well, that's uh, you see I, that they're just they're looking for the best catch of the day. That's all they're doing. I've never seen what like twenty fishing trawlers um, lined up next to each other, um, like literally a few feet apart from one another. Literally, um, maybe a all meter anchored. for those of you that are all anchored, right? Using freedom <laughs> units. Yeah, all anchored. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that that. Um, that does not look like they're out fishing. That definitely uh, looks like a blockade. That isn't a blockade, but it's a blockade. <laughs> the Philippines government has reported on Sunday that more than 135 Chinese vessels were, quote, swarming off of the uh, off of its coast 
and they say swarming. that it's a, yeah. swarming. Yeah, it's that's a fair. Mm-hmm. That is a fair. Assessment. Given yeah, given what fair, we just saw, yeah. that's a fair fair assessment there. Yeah. Uh, the government in the Philippines have said that it's alarming. They're they're a little concerned. Uh, you should be. I I would be if I seen that off. Uh, well, we did see something like that off of our coast here in the U.S. Um, and that was when we had all the problems with the port. Uh, you know, because of COVID. Oh, yes. And, uh, oh, yeah. Well, that was Pothole Pete. And, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was Pothole yeah, Pete's doing yeah, it right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. The Philippines said that it counted 111 Chinese maritime militia vessels. Those are, by the way, China currently has the largest merchant marine fleet in the world. And every single one of those that most people don't know this, every single one of those are considered to be because of the Chinese Communist Party. They are considered to be the People's Liberation Army Navy figure that one out, auxiliary units. They do not, it's very important, they do not need to outfit these things with small arms, even though most of them probably do already have them on board, because every single person in there is to be trained as an auxiliary PLA soldier. So you don't need to have everyone trained on how to use like 20 millimeter chain guns or anything like that. You you don't need that. All you need to do is set up a mining operation on each one of those vessels, and they can drop mines. That's all they need to do. They don't need to do anything else. Or they can drop these massive, I don't know, how long is it? Like, what's a commercial fishing net? Is it like five miles or something? Uh, or, or a mile or, or something like that? I don't They drop these it's, massive it's ones big, out there in the ocean. But, yeah. yeah, they drop those massive ones. But if you mine one of those nets, that's going to be a pretty formidable thing to deal with. Yeah, that, 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 that would be... And the Chinese... Even- they already outnumber us in the subfleet, even though they're all they they have a diesel electric fleet. They still outnumber us in the number that they actually possess. So that could play we, hell on our nuclear submarines. That that would that would play hell in the fact that we would run out of ammunition trying to sink all of them. Yes, in, in a, there is that. <laughs> that's yeah. the problem. Is it's not that they're they're a danger to us. It's that you don't have enough ammo on board to deal with it. <laughs> So at first, the number was 111. And on November, that was the number that was counted on November 13th. And then they redeployed and they came back with 135 this time. Uh, They have tried to establish contact with everyone in the the fleet. Obviously, they've scrambled their their, their, their Coast Guard, which they work with us uh, on that. And they say that no, quote, no response was made to the radio challenges issued by the Philippine Co- uh, Philipp- yeah by the Philippine Coast Guard to the uh, Chinese merchant marine vessels which are now estimated to have grown by uh, to more than 135 vessels dispersed and scattered within the uh, Julian Felipe Reef which is off of Manila's coast uh, and they say that the presence is quote alarming and illegal yeah i you know it, it's kind of it's the same argument um that we have with criminals um I really don't think they care that it's illegal. I, 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 that part, I don't think they care about at all. Um, should be alarming. But um, here's the thought. That, here's the thought. Maybe, maybe I'm just maybe I'm thinking just too too much like a, a militant on the sink about ten or fifteen of them and see what they think then. Yeah. Well, see, then you declared war, and now, well, yeah, that's well, yeah. we're going to have an open yeah. conflict. Yes, and, well, because you've broken the the international maritime, you know, whatever, and the international borders yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah. And the UN would ignore the fact that they were there illegally in the first place. Well, they are, Bruce. They are now. We're overlooking the fact that they are in the South China Sea. Yeah, um, but again, they're they're illegally. So, I, like I said, I think I think South. You know where the South China Sea is in relation to Taiwan? It's all the way up north. Like that's the line mm-hmm. where they actually they draw the line on all of our maps below, well below 
uh, the Taiwan Strait, but the Taiwan Strait is not actually called the not actually called the quote Taiwan Strait to China. It's actually the South China Sea all the way up to the Northern Island chain up there. So yeah, everything in there is the South China Sea. Uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of for your sinking ten of them and hoping that they are like, well, this is open war. Let let let's get it over with. You guys are about to do it anyway. They're not ready for it. We are more more ready for it at least than they, than they are. are. Yeah, yeah. So. We're actually not. Let's just go but, for it. No, yeah, we're we're definitely not ready for any kind of engagement, but we're more ready than they are. And let's just, if, if we're going down this road, let's do it. Let's go. Before we do that, Bruce, before we go down that road, I think cooler heads need to prevail here, right? We need to talk about this. We need to bring in people that understand how to do business and, and talk things out. And you see, work with our dear partners, Right. We don't want to mm-hmm. we don't want to have an adversary. We want to have a partner. Right. That's what China has mm-hmm. been considered by our stupid people here in the West for however long now that they're not an adversary. They're a partner. Right. Yeah. Well, nobody knows that better than Microsoft. Microsoft has inked a deal with the Chinese Communist Party propaganda outlets. <laughs> isn't that isn't that wonderful? Bruce, you're shaking your head. This is good news. This is good. news. You see, they're working with they're working with our, our partners here. That's what they're doing. I'm I'm shaking my head because I'm I'm disappointed it took them so long to start working with our dear partners. Yes, Microsoft helped Chinese state-run media outlets disseminate propaganda as part. Of, I, can you believe this? As part of previously unreported partnership agreements in the documents that were obtained by the Washington Free Beacon, the nation's second-largest corporation signed collaboration deals with state-run Chinese media outlets, including China Daily and the People's Daily. Those are Communist Party propaganda. Just good lord, like those are some of the worst. <laughs> The latter of which is the official newspaper of the Central Committee of the Chinese Communist Party, like I just said. Summaries of the deal state Microsoft would provide China Daily with technology that lets the paper target potential readers and gave the People's Daily access to an AI bot specifically designed to be controlled and censored by the Chinese Communist Party. (laughs) You could not make this up. What do you do? What do you do with the company that is so relied on across the world? As Microsoft, because like 99% of all companies, businesses, anything use something to do with Microsoft. We're using it right now as we speak. Yeah. I mean, almost everyone, Microsoft has its tendrils in everything almost uh, when it comes to electronics. And the thing is, is if it's not directly involved in that, it's involved in the server uh, software. It's just, what what do you do with that kind of um, monopoly? There's not much you can do. That's the problem. This is why you do not allow them to become that in the first place. You know, we actually have laws on the books in America that prevent this kind of thing from happening. It's called the Sherman Antitrust Act. Hmm. Theodore Roosevelt ran on a campaign of, quote, bust the trust because companies, mainly the robber barons of the uh, the 20th century, you know, the Rockefellers and, and those types, you know, the Carnegie's, the Fords, they were going around and the J.P. Morgan's, they were going around and they were buying up companies. They were buying up everything. They were buying up education. They were buying up health care. They were buying up all the utilities. They were buying up the railways. They were buying up oil, everything, the, the electricity, the, the water lines, the water rights. They're buying everything. And we finally put a law in place saying you cannot do this. We have big trusts of the 21st century, Microsoft being one of them. And yet we do nothing. We have laws on the books. We don't need to create new laws. 
We don't need to create legions of new attorneys to go through law school to come out to deal with this. All you have to do is get somebody with some integrity and a justice department that actually works, which we don't have. God help us. Merrick Garland at the head of that one. Christopher Ray, his sidekick running the FBI. We just talked about him and Garland. And you got Mayorkas in charge of the border. Like this, this is a this is a train going nowhere except off the rails. All we have to do is get an attorney general in the country that's actually willing to prosecute somebody for overstepping their bounds. And these companies have the audacity to go over and get in bed with China and places like in Russia. You know, you know what happens to a company? There, there's a book out there called Red Carpet by Joseph Finder that shows how the Rockefellers, because it's a large it's a large myth that, oh, well, the, the Western finance capital, they've gone over and they funded communism. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. That's been a disinformation campaign that's been turned back around on itself. I'll tell you what's happened. They've gone over there and they've gotten in bed with these business deals with the Russian and the Chinese state governments under this, quote, new economic policy that's happened over and over again that they've repackaged because communist systems don't work. So they have to fall back on state run capitalism. And so they get Western companies and financiers to come in to build them up. And they divert all of that money into defense. You know, if you take the Chinese and the Russian defense budgets in those countries and you combine them, they outspend us by two thirds. But yet we're told all day that the United States has a defense budget that is higher than all the other countries in the world combined. That's BS. That is BS. These companies go over into these countries. They put out billions of dollars. They build factories, they build warehouses, they build production lines, they build distribution networks. And then what happens? All of their assets, when this deal ends up closing, when this new economic policy ends, all of that gets seized, everything. And they lose their asses. The Rockefellers lost billions of dollars in the 20th century alone because of their business deals in Russia. That does not get reported in any of our history books. Instead, what we get told is, oh, uh, we funded communism. No, we did not. They have lost their asses in these countries, and they're about to lose them in China again. The problem that you have right now because of the, the, the Russian and Ukraine deal you had Western companies that were leaving Russia. You still have some that are operating in there, namely Unilever, right? Unilever. You're, you're familiar with Unilever, Unilever, whatever, uh, however you yeah. pronounce it. Yeah. Big French company. They have wanted to leave. Procter & Gamble is a major American company that has massive investments in Russia. Neither one of these companies can leave Russia. Do you know why? Um they lose everything that they built there? Not only would they lose everything that they've built there, but you have a bigger problem than that now. All of the CEOs, or excuse me, all the board members, all of the, the business associates and the partners and everything, they get all of these nice trips to go there and to see the operations. Do you know what happens when they get there? They get trapped. They get hooked into their little honey trap and they get compromised and blackmailed. And so they cannot leave. That is the problem they're running into right now. These companies, they want to leave Russia because they know that the door is closing. They know that that's going to end and they're going to lose billions of dollars in revenue and in profit because they're going to have everything seized, but they cannot leave. Now they're stuck. We continue to get fooled by this same game over and over and over again for the last century. 
And every single time it happens, the agenda gets flipped back around and we get told, oh, we're the ones that are funding all of that. No, we have people that are stupid enough to go over there and get in bed with them in the first place. So it, it falls back on um, basically what you said earlier. We need people that are honest enough, that have enough integrity to stand up and, and affect change, basically. Um, the problem is those people don't really stand up anymore, it seems. Um, it, 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 those kind of people are becoming more and more difficult to find. Um, just in the average everyday sphere uh, here in small town America, um, used to... Used to be your your word is your bond. You know, it was good enough to shake on. Uh, that doesn't really exist anymore, at least in this part of the country. Uh, I learned that the hard way fairly recently with some of the, the business deals I've done. Um, and the uh, uh, some of the people we hired were, um, um, God, what was his name? Wormtongue uh, from Lord of the Rings, you know, at the yeah the uh, dude that was speaking into the ear of um, Theoden. Yeah, yeah, that that's the kind of guy he is. Um, and unfortunately, I'm, I'm finding that businesses here that are just small businesses in middle America are, as many of them are similar. Uh, you still have the good ones, mind you. I'm not saying all of them are bad. I'm saying um, it's become more common that um, they're disingenuous. And it's, uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to, to see that on the home front uh, to your kinsmen, statesmen. Indeed it is. Over to the climate change front. Good news out of Michigan. <laughs> You're going to love this. Uh, the governor up there, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, she says that the state government fleet is going to be all electric, as in 100%. She has ordered the state to replace all of their vehicles by 2033 and all medium and heavy duty vehicles by 2040. Bruce, you were pointing out some things in prep. This is going to cause a, a major problem during the winter months, especially, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you're going to have to move a lot of snow up there up north and sand, uh, salt, salt, whatever it is yeah. uh, you guys want to use. You're going to have difficulty moving all of that uh, with your heavy vehicles when they're all electric. You're going to have to have a lot more of them because the, the vehicles won't travel. You know, under load, we were talking about that with uh, some of these trucks like the, uh, I think it was Ford, their electric vehicle. Um, yeah, it was like 50 miles or 60 miles on, uh, under load. Um, yes. that yeah. same trend will happen with your large vehicles like that. Uh, except it'll be worse because it's going to be more weight and it's going to be more energy required to move things. Not only that, th this is actually, we didn't discuss this one in prep. This is going to be a, 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 an even bigger challenge. The charging for each one of these, you're going to have to put charge. Do you understand the drain? Just for the state vehicles, do you understand the drain on the grid that you're going to need just to charge them? Now, let's put this into perspective, okay, at current rate, because the, the lithium ion battery or lithium polymer batteries, whatever we're using, we are basically at the end of what we can do with that technology. We cannot go any further with it, barring some revolution in, in new material. We're stuck with it. So what does this mean? Let's look at... The, first of all, the amount of emissions you're going to have in order to replace all of those vehicles. And then, of course, you've got to replace the battery packs, which are non-recyclable. OK, that's bad enough. Let's also look at the charging. Not only is this going to be a strain on the grid to be able to charge all this stuff, it's not even feasible just to do that on one state, let alone 50. I don't even want to think about what Alaska would be. But you're going to do this 
with the current battery technology we have, I don't see it. Let me do the comparison. Bruce, do you remember me talking to you about the Humvee, the new Humvee by GM, the new electric yeah. Humvee? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, right, just that one, you can get 175 miles. This is according to GM. You can get 175 miles on a full charge with it. Okay, so 100% charge. If it is under load, if you get the tow package with it and it's under load, you get, as you said, it's it's about the same as, as the Ford. You get maybe 50, 40, 50 miles, somewhere along in there. That's what you get. And that's if you tow 3,000 pounds with it. So ton and a half. All right. The charge time for that on a normal charge, not on one of these, these speed chargers or whatever, a normal charge just on an electric Humvee from General Motors, six days from dead. And that's all you get. You're going to go 50 miles towing 3,000 pounds, and it's going to take you six days to charge it up. And you're going to do this with, I don't know, snow plows and, and trucks that, that haul 10 tons of salt in the bed and, and the, the ones that spray the brine solutions. You're going to have all. I don't think so. I don't think so. The, these people, these people are smoking their own dope. They're, they're drinking their own Kool-Aid. This is insane. I don't think it's uh, I wish it was as simple as them smoking their own dope drinking their own Kool-Aid. I wish it was as simple as that, that they actually believe this nonsense that they're uh, pushing. By the way, I tried to find the number of uh, vehicles, state-owned vehicles uh, uh, for Michigan. Do you know how difficult it is to use a search engine to find that information now? I searched that and the, the... the number one articles that, that pop up or yeah. you know any listings uh -huh. is um, the EV vehicle announcement. Um, uh, EV sales in your area or in that area, um, dealerships in that area, uh, God, I, I, search engines, would you quit doing this nonsense and trying to recommend suggestions based on what my search is? But anyway, that, that that's a rant for another time. Um, I found an article that is uh, a few years old. Um, it's about 15,000 vehicles roughly that Michigan has that are state owned, more or less 15,000. So you're going to have 15,000 vehicles all recharging uh, at about the same time during the winter months when uh, everybody's electric bills are already higher anyway, because eating, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to uh, keep from freezing. Um, of course, there's other forms and methods of warming, but um, no, this, this, is, this is going to be a horrible, horrible failure. Um, I think really what's going on is uh, this isn't them drinking their own Kool-Aid. This is them trying to collapse, trying to crush the idea of privately owned uh, systems. So this, what will end up happening is they won't be able to clear the roads as effectively, right? So you won't be able to drive to work. You won't be able to drive out to go to the grocery store. So you'll have to find other means, public transportation, if that's even possible. Um, that'll be electric because that's a state-owned that, thing. At least be, it, I think it'll be electric as well. So the only thing you're going to be able to do in, in that situation is, well, this is why we have to do the 15-minute cities because then you could walk everywhere and you wouldn't have to worry about transportation. I, I, I think this is really about crushing the idea of private ownership in in the U.S. Um, and trying to get to this this newfangled idea of you own nothing and you'll be happy about it. Oh, I think it's a little more than that, my friend. And we're not going to get into it right now, but we're going to talk about it on 
our next Tech Tuesday, and that is, this is as of uh, just the other day, uh, it's time to limit how often we can travel abroad. Carbon passports may be the answer. Could carbon passports that limit how much we travel be in our future? They're already saying it. So is your carbon passport going to allow you to go to these places that you're talking about? Mm. Um, uh, used to be, well, uh, used to be the, the basically, if you had a, a, a U.S. passport, you could get more or less anywhere. Um, but carbon passport, yeah, that that that's already. Yeah. So I I read an article that uh, North Korea is already using a digital system for their for their uh, residents, um, which is interesting. Given North Korea is like um, a third world country, when you look at the satellite imagery, um, there's like nothing actually there. Actually, no, you sh- you shouldn't say that, Bruce. You you should not say that. It, th- by the way, this passport that you're speaking of, this this one here, this American passport. You see that? Um, mm-hmm. This is. As you can clearly see, that is that is me right there. Mm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah. This is not very very accepted in North Korea. Uh, that's I was going to say no. can get you just no. about anywhere except for North Korea. You can't really get into there. They they don't they don't like to see these. Well, North Korea. Well, they like an influencer. That's true. Yeah, they they do love to let you in there to do that. Or if you jump across the thirty eighth parallel because you're claiming that there's racial injustice. You know, that's that, yeah, right. That's right. true. But he didn't have a passport, so that's that's something else. You shouldn't say that about North Korea. Technically. I'm just saying, technically, if you look at North Korea, that is the end result of being a green country. I mean, isn't it? Yeah, yes. And uh, I mean, some of the processes they do there aren't some exactly them, clean. Yeah, but, but as far as energy consumption, as far as energy consumption, as far as energy, you're right. That is that you're is the right. Green New Deal. That's <laughs> yeah. that's the World Economic Forum Klaus Schwab plan right there. That 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 is actually that is a perfect example of uh, the Green New Deal. Yeah. Um, but for the listeners, that that means nothing. You you, you get nothing. Uh, go go. Well, and no, that's search. not true. That's not true. You get rolling blackouts, so you can't say you get nothing. Well, the satellite imagery kind of says that you get nothing because you look at that at night and see the. You can see like Europe is like you know lit up like a Christmas tree, and then there's this one spot in Asia that is just black, except for like except Pyongyang. For, except for Pyongyang. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, it, and that's North Korea. So yeah, it's uh, it, it it's no, I'll pass. I, I'm not interested in the Green New Deal. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in going down the road of fusion and nuclear and hydrogen. Let's let's continue progressing. Or even if those rumors are true, some of the stuff that Google supposedly found, um, if that's true, let's have some new materials or something. Let's continue to progress. Let's not go back. Do you have anything else you want to talk about today before we call it quits? Not really. There, there's not really anything else standing out in the news. It, it's all just typical political mumbo jumbo. Don't care. Yeah. Very well. We will go ahead and call this one done. It's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. I will see you on the next Tech Tuesday. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening.